Ciao, Bella. I am Oceana Fortuna, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit to embrace the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. And may good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Today's topic for the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast is not your typical tarot card reading. I'm going to share how I do my readings and what steps I take for my clients to assist them in getting whatever knowledge, information, or insight they're looking for. This is not about how to do a tarot card reading, which is why I said it's not typical. While I do use cards, they are of my own design. I use a deck I designed many years ago called Elemental Wisdom. I also use Dorian Virtue's Goddess cards and her flower cards and another deck called Aura Soma cards, which are uh, bottles of liquid. There's like two colors in each bottle and they're all about color therapy and um, have all kinds of meanings. Tarot is an amazing tool. It's just not my thing, but I am going to talk all about how I do reading and also share a little bit about how I channel spirit guides my spirit guides, and also my clients, uh, sometimes ancestors too. Okay, so my process is pretty simple, as I've been doing this a long time. I light a candle, call in spirit guides, archangels, um, ascended masters, any and all helpers, um, and the same for my clients. So I call in my helpers and theirs. We do a brief meditation to sync our energy and open to the highest information available for that person at that time. So I'm going to tell you about my client, Sarah. And um, right now she is at a crossroads, well, at the time of the reading. And it's a really big Um, intersection for her where things are about to change. So it's a perfect time for a reading, right? She's in her late 50s, lives in a big house with her son who is getting married later this year. So Sarah now wants a smaller home because her current place is too large for just one person. Um, So she's going to be an empty nester, right? However, the housing market right now is crazy. And while it's really easy to sell a home, it's not so easy to buy one, uh, because especially the smaller homes, which is what she wants. She lives in the suburbs. And so many city dwellers have been flooding into the burbs as a result of COVID, creating this incredible buying frenzy with really short inventory because there's not that many houses available. So there's bidding wars and crazy massive cash offers that making it really hard to close a deal and homes are put on the market on a Saturday and snapped up by the end of Sunday. So she's been having a really hard time finding a new place and she wanted to know what could she do about it? What does she need to know about it? That sort of thing. When I do readings for a client, I like to start with asking a question. For me, there are no answers 
if there are no questions. It gives me, the client, and spirit something to focus on and get the ball rolling. So I suggested that we ask, what do you need to know about finding the right house? Then I shuffled the deck and thought of this question. I started with elemental wisdom, and that's really all I used this time. And these um, are round cards with colored pencil illustration, illustrations of land, sea, and sky. There are no animals or people, although there is one spider web. <laughs> and um, I picked three cards for this first reading um, just to see what was going on. So the first card for Sarah was what I call the miracle card, which is kind of exciting. It features a shooting star in the night sky, which in my mind is always a really good sign. The next card is in a position of where she is going. And I picked the full midday sun. Now, this is about being confident and positive, uh, a lot of masculine energy, taking action, making things happen, being seen, standing up for yourself, and also about having a very sunny, cheerful outlook. And the third card is in the position of the outcome. And the card chosen was a cliff. So we have a bit of a cliffhanger here. Um, and the cliff is always about making a choice. Because when you reach the cliff, you actually have three options. You can stand still on the edge, which that's not going to get you anywhere. You can go back to where you came from, which is also not going to get you anywhere. Or you can have faith. And jump, which is usually the recommended choice, because moving forward is often better than stagnation or going backwards. With an outcome like this, I definitely wanted a little more information, because the first two cards were positive, and then this cliffhanger was very strange. So I picked another card, which turned out to be another decision card, and it's the valley. So there are two bright green mountain peaks, and then a river runs forward in the card between these mountains. This is about choosing between two things or deciding to go with the flow and write it out to see what happens. Uh, so that's not a very clear reading. So I asked Sarah what might be keeping her from finding the right house, the right house, besides the inventory issue, that there weren't many houses and the bidding wars, etc. And she thought that making this change was a little bit daunting. Sarah had been in her house for 20 years, and that's a long time. And she had been trying to sell it for a couple of years. And now that it's a seller's market, she could sell it easily. However, before she just runs off and sells her home, she wants to make sure she has a new place to live and the smaller home that she desires. And renting's not really an option. The, renting mar the rental market is really tight, and Sarah has pets, so that's not going to work. I asked, is this an emotional situation getting in her way? The card that was chosen for that question was the sprout. Now, to give you some imagery, the sprout is a very bright green leaf or seedling with leaves. And this green color is for the heart chakra. 
It's usually about healing, represents heart energy, nurturing the self. With COVID, Sarah was saying how it's it's not been that easy to do the self-care she would normally do. You know, for a long time, she couldn't get a massage, and that would have been her preference. She could take an Epsom salt bath, certainly, uh, walk along the shoreline, exercise more, do a creative project, all that while going through changes. But it seems like she wasn't taking advantage of these things, and she was really missing massage. So the thought came that maybe Sarah needed to try another town. You know, maybe she had to get out of her own town and try someplace else. Perhaps things would go better in the next town over. Should Sarah consider another town in the same area? Picked another card and got the lightning bolt. <laughs> that extends from this big cloud with a dark sky. I'm like, hmm, something creating a massive disturbance or showing up out of the blue. So that doesn't seem like a good solution. This made me curious. If it was simply maybe a matter of timing. I picked up my pendulum in this case and I asked, what about timing? Is it just timing? The answer was no. Okay. So I asked the pendulum if it was more about the emotional situation than timing or location. And the answer came quickly, yes. Okay, now we know what to focus on. The emotions of moving and moving to a new home. I asked Sarah how she could make herself feel good about this move. She wasn't sure what else to do. She was definitely ready. She had already let go of a lot of items in her home. She had cleaned out a lot of stuff, really emptied her house so that it would um, look good for showings, got rid of what no longer served her, what she no longer liked or needed. So in her mind, she was ready. So the next logical question was, should she proceed with this move? Because even though she wanted to move, maybe that wasn't in her best interest. So I asked the pendulum, and again, the pendulum said, yes, yes, she should move. I thought, okay, if she can't rent or find a home, maybe she should buy a condo. Pendulum said, no, <laughs> no condo. One big problem with a condo is that Sarah loves to garden, and a condo would not allow that. So that is a huge problem. Then another thought came to me, and this is where I feel like all these questions really come from my logical mind, okay, but also from spirit because I'm always listening for their prompts. What is it about the house that is hard for Sarah to leave? That's what popped into my mind. So I asked her about her home. What does she like about it? She said she loves the neighborhood and the house even though she feels done there. However, when she moved in with her ex years ago, and she's no longer married to him, they had just moved like 10 times in nine years or something really extensive. And at that time, she didn't want to ever move again. And she kind of stated that emphatically to the universe, I don't want to move again. And now she's been there for 20 years. So that kind of worked for her, right? It seems to me that Sarah made an energetic contract with the universe not to move again. She wanted to stay put after all those other moves 
that she had to do with her ex, and she made this promise to herself that she would not move again. Sarah made that decision to never move as a reaction to all those prior moves, and so she put down really deep roots, and now to move, those roots need to be severed. So while she had cleaned out her house to get ready for the move and made sure it was going to look good for a showing and fix things up and did all those, you know, external things, part of her did not want to go. So what needs to happen now is she has to come to a place of recognizing that she'll be safe and comfortable in a new place. One more move will not be a problem. It opens new doors for her. This is a time in her life when she is ready to do that and her current home no longer serves her. It actually serves her better in the long run to move and live in a smaller place. Then I remembered that Sarah, as it turns out, is an attorney. So I'm like, "Mm, this is kind of funny. She's made a contract with herself, and she's an attorney, so this is like a legal thing. So I said, hey, you're an attorney. How do you break a contract? And Sarah said, usually there's a clause in a contract to end it. It's usually built in, or a default section for breaking a contract. And often breaking a contract requires some kind of paying a penalty or something like that. Anyway, I suggested that we make up a clause now for her contract with herself about never moving again that would give her the out. She needed that clause to be built into that contract. And we could simply insert it energetically into her prior, her prior contract so that she could be freed up to go because now she was ready to go and it served her to go. So I asked, what does that clause need to say based on who you were 20 years ago? So this is what we came up with. If Sarah was to find a home that met her new criteria at any time, then she would be free to move. The clause was super simple. She had made an agreement not to move ever again, unless moving was the best thing for her. That wasn't her original thought, but she could add that in now like it had always been there. Sarah liked that. And then she would be completely free to move and go. It wasn't about finding the perfect house. Sarah needed this clause in the contract so she could free herself up to move and release herself from that commitment she made 20 years ago. So now, how can she use this new feature of the contract? How should she work with it? The guidance I got was that all she needed to do was say it out loud. So I asked her to simply repeat after me. I am ready to move. Moving is in my best interest at this time. Life is shifting for me. New doors open as old doors close. I look forward to new opportunities. Moving works for me. I'm happy about moving. I look forward to decorating a new home. I can't wait to plant a new garden. It would be so nice to be there for the new season coming up. To make this feel real, I asked what she would plant 
in her new garden. I wanted her to really start visualizing all of this coming together. Sarah loves to garden, and she enjoyed growing veggies, herbs, and flowers. She had lots of ideas about how the garden could be laid out with a lovely winding path going through the different sections of the garden, etc. Imagine being in her new home. That's what I had her do. Imagine starting her gardening, getting the shovel out and all those plants all laid out around starting the planting, getting our hands in the dirt. Sarah loved this whole idea and all of the imagery and visualization. Next, we moved on to do a little bit of detective work. I was guided to discover any spots in her current home where she was still connected more than she thought. I asked Sarah to use her imagination to see herself standing in front of her current home. Imagine that there are strings that connect from your body to your home and your garden. That's what I told her. Where was she linked to her current home? She said she was attached to her bedroom. And we talked about why she loves the bedroom. And it has a big bathroom and a lovely walk-in closet. We all love our walk-in closets, right? I wish I had one. Anyway, um, she loved the colors and the decor as well. She was also, as it turned out, very attached to the great room, which was one big room on the first floor that included the kitchen, the eating area, and a family room, sort of all in one, a big open space. And that's where she spends most of her time. So Spirit told me to have her picture walking into the bedroom and literally talking to it like a person so that she could say goodbye and thank her bedroom for everything it had provided. And then um, that's what she did. And she shared her appreciation for what she did love. And she told her bedroom she would miss it, that she had wonderful memories, and then said goodbye and let it go and acknowledged it was time to go. So I asked Sarah if she felt better, and she said yes, thankfully. So then we moved on to the great room and did the same thing. Think about her feelings there. That's what I asked her. Talk about what she liked and appreciated about the area. She said how much she appreciated it, but it was time to let go. And she realized that she loved, loved, loved looking out the sliders and um, seeing the birds and her gardens. And uh, she loved entertaining and having gatherings in the great room. She had wonderful memories here and expressed that to the room. Then acknowledged, again, it's time to go. It's okay to leave. And I asked Sarah, how did that feel? She said it all seemed to feel like it was getting better. So she admitted the hardest thing to leave was the view of the garden. She also realized what she could do about that. And she said she could make sure that she could try to plant something out so that she could see out the windows and see her garden and see the birds or whatever. And she could always take walks in a local park. So making this promise to herself seemed to really pick up her spirits. And she said she was absolutely willing to do this on a regular basis. This promise seemed to make a big difference. It was like a new contract with herself that supported the idea of moving to a new home and really eased her mind about the move. 
Next, spirit prompted me to do some long distance energetic healing. And I do this through guided imagery mostly. The process is different every time I do it because I channel what spirit offers as the best solution for my client in the moment. So there's often some kind of clearing process or cleansing that involves white light, sometimes standing in a column or a shower of light. Uh, Once the clearing is completed, I'm often instructed to then um, have golden light imagery fill in, come down and fill in the empty spaces where the clearing had created like holes from all the things that got let go of. Sometimes the client is saying goodbye to something or opening to something new, but filling, filling all those spaces with this white and gold light. Once this has been completed, then I checked in to see how did the healing go. I asked Sarah how that was for her, and she said it was a very emotional trip. I thought that was interesting. And I thanked her for going there with me and being brave and vulnerable enough to face everything and stepping into the transformation she was seeking. Then it seemed right to do one last card spread. And I asked Sarah, I asked, what does Sarah need to know about the move now? Now I have to tell you, this is so amazing because the energy was completely different. So this time I did a five card spread with the Elemental Wisdom deck and the first card for the current situation was the Waxing Moon. Now the Waxing Moon is a sign that things are growing, building, and starting to manifest. And so I took this that she is starting to manifest her desire for finding a new smaller home. The second card represented where she was going And that was the full moon. How perfect versus the waxing moon, which grows always to the full moon. And the full moon is about the height of manifesting ability and intuition and a time when everything is illuminated by the brightness of the moon. So it's not like the new moon where everything's hidden and dark and there's lots of shadows. The full moon, everything's brightly illuminated and the energy is freed up. Then the next card is the card of what might be getting in the way. And I cracked up because that was the waning moon. So we're heavy in the moon department here. I suggested that Sarah make sure she doesn't fall back into old patterns. To repeat to herself that she is now free to move and a new house is right for her at this time. She needs to feel connected to and excited about the possibility of her new home. The card that offered insight about what can help was the image that's partly cloudy, partly sunny, and it's really evenly divided. So you have to decide which is it. Is it partly cloudy or partly sunny? And that means it's really all about your perspective, right? It's your mindset. It's how you look at the situation and how she feels about it. And this is about being mindful of her thoughts. So I asked her to make sure she's nice to herself and kind to herself and nurturing, going back to that um, self-love, self-healing from the beginning of the reading, and that she needs to gently keep herself on the positive side and see 
the uh, partly sunny day. It was really important to watch her thoughts and be aware of them. So if she catches herself going into fear, which is completely human and normal, to just simply remind herself with care that everything is going to work out perfectly. She's now ready to move. She's been released from her contract with herself and the universe. And she's ready to go and fine with everything working out perfectly. The final card is the outcome card. And it was the sunrise, which after all those moons is uh, the makes perfect sense, right? And sunrise is the dawn of a new day, the start of something new. There's all those beautiful rays of hope and sunshine coming over the horizon. So after all our work together, it looks like from this reading, she is ready to move. Yay, this is so exciting. So the reading really showed all the hard work that we had done that day. Sarah was really relieved and very happy to get this final reading, and our work was complete. I didn't anticipate doing all that energy healing work or doing multiple readings for Sarah, but that's what was needed, and it all took place within the time allotted. That's where spirit took us. That's what we needed to do. That's what we did. And Sarah said she needed it and was so happy we did that work together. I love doing this kind of work. It's so much more than a card reading. It's so much more than using my intuition or just channeling. I love how it all integrates and works together and builds on each other. The energetic healing is also so invigorating and such a joy when someone is ready to let go and move on and kind of ratchet up their energy to that next level so that things can come more easily. It's such a joy to help someone along their path and to share guidance from spirit, whether it's my guides or their guides. For me, this is one of the most exciting things I can do, helping someone gain insights and clarity and solutions for their own spiritual journey. Walking the path of the spiritually minded person is not always easy, as you know, and there are always so many questions. Reaching out and getting a card reading can move you a bit more quickly or clear up confusion that has been getting in your way for too long. There are so many tools for the person looking for insights and answers. Why not use them or go to an expert and get that guidance that you need? I myself just went for a reading and it was great to hear about what's happening from another source, from somebody else who wasn't all um, attached to whatever I was attached to, you know, whatever I was working on and thinking about and stressing over. I got a reading from somebody else because they're not all balled up in the emotions of what's going on with me the way I am, which sometimes can also make it hard to know what's in your best interest. So it can be so comforting. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who would also like it. And if you are interested in a reading, you can book a session with me on my website, https colon slash slash never too late up is slash reading. Thank you so much.
Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to like this episode if you enjoyed it, write a positive review if you feel inspired, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Oceana Fortuna reminding you to share your love and seek magic every day. Thank you.